This is Wednesday, September 8th, and we're finishing up our last week of Living Free. Now, when I was a young pastor, one of the members of my church was from an English background, and he married a woman from an Italian background. I remember this man telling me about the first year he had Thanksgiving dinner with his wife's family. Before the dinner, there was a huge yelling match, one that seemed vicious in its intensity. But the family seemed to calm down enough to sit and have dinner together. But by the time dessert was over, an even bigger conflict erupted. And before he realized it, one family member had grabbed a knife and was chasing another family member around the room. Now, my friend told me that no one was injured. But that night, when he and his wife got back into the car, he said, Whew, I didn't think we were going to get out of there alive. More than once, he had been frightened enough that he thought about heading for the door. But his wife told him, Oh, that's nothing, honey. Thanksgiving is like that at my house every year. Yes, for her hot-tempered Italian family, that was the norm. It was all drama. And when we read about the journey of Israel in the wilderness, it was more like the Italian family than the English family. The people complained against God. They fought with each other. They easily become worked up and distressed, and they easily gave up too. And yes, wait for it, we see drama from the Lord as well. Do you remember how the Lord told Moses at one point he wasn't going to go into the desert with his people? He refused to go with them because he might destroy them on the way. Here's what the Lord said when the people followed the negative report of the spies and refused to go into the land. This is Numbers 14, 11 to 12. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people despise me? How long will they not believe in me in spite of all the signs that I have done among them? I will strike them with pestilence, and I will disinherit them. And I will make you a nation greater and mightier than they. Now let me tell you folks, Bible scholars and theologians explain to us that we have the wrong view of God. They call passages like this anthropomorphisms. It literally means using human terms to speak about God. Well, they're right to say that we just don't have the language to describe God. But they're wrong to think that God is not passionate. The Lord loves and he hates He's patient, and sometimes his patience wears thin. He is forgiving, but he also will not clear the guilty. You see, we believe that the words of God do indeed reflect the character of God. God is not a, a disimpassioned observer yawning as humans go about their business. He's locked with his people in a life-or-death struggle for their freedom and their salvation. This is our God. This is the one that sings over us. The one that sometimes snorts with anger over what we do. God can be called many things, but removed is not one of them. You see, by the end of the 17th century, a philosophy, a theology about God began to become popular. And it is a reigning view among many people today who believe in God. It's called deism. Deism teaches that, yes, God created our world, he got the world spinning and set its systems in place, and now he's just letting it run on its own. 
He doesn't bother himself with how we're doing each day. He's removed. He's uninvolved in the drama of human life. Now, when we see, when we see how Scripture speaks of God, we can see that deism couldn't be further from the truth. The God of the Bible is always engaged. He has a dog in the fight, you could say. Or better, his son is on the scene. God, from the onset of creation, engaged with the world and with human beings. He made us with his image, and, and he began sharing fellowship with Adam and Eve in the garden. And not only is he present, he's not silent. He bridges the chasm from eternity to us with his word. And yes, he entered into our world in human flesh. Indeed, the same passion you see in the Father, you see expressed in the Son. Jesus revealed the personality and character of God for us to see. And yes, God is also engaged in the drama that is your life. We grieve his Holy Spirit when we turn away from him. We enjoy his presence when we turn to him and take time to be with him. And passionate, oh, don't get me started. Jesus went to the cross, not out of obligation. He did so in joy. He faced the shame, the dishonor, the contempt of the cross for the sake of joy in the will of the Father and joy in bringing you life. The drama of our redemption is the most heartbreaking, shocking, powerful drama in our world. And I think that's why we speak of it as the passion of the Christ. And this is the story you're living in. This reminds me of one of the David songs where he realizes he's been caught up in God's drama. Here's Psalm 18, 13 to 16. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemies, great bolts of lightning, and he routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath from your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. Don't you love that? You can, howl, you can almost hear the heavens shaking. The very foundations of the earth are exposed. And yet the Lord came down and took hold of this one man, David. You see, this is the drama you're living in with God. He has come and laid his hand upon you. So again, yes, we can know that the Lord is at work among his people because of his passion, his engagement, the pursuit of his people. This is the drama we're living in every day, one filled with the presence of God. By the way, the creation can't exist on its own. It's sustained by the Lord each moment. His engagement is moment by moment. Without his care and power, we would cease to be. Would you pray with me? Almighty God and Everlasting Father, we forget the story we're living in. Maybe it is familiarity that breeds contempt. Or maybe it just breeds boredom, Lord. Forgive us for living little lives drained of passion. Show us Jesus afresh each day that we might learn from him. For we pray in his name. Amen.